Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Alright, so we posted a poll recently about should you have the right to complain about fighter pay if you don't buy pay-per-view? And it was an interesting question, and I think it was pretty divided. Do you remember what it was? All right, so I actually have the story right here. Does someone have the right to complain about UFC fighter pay if they stream the pay-per-views illegally? 41% said yes, 59% said no. And it was one of our most uh, participated in polls. There's about like 100 people that participated. So yeah, it's a pretty decent sample size. And I was a little bit surprised by that. Yeah, most people are like, if you don't buy it, you shouldn't gripe about it. And this is interesting. So I, I do want to kind of get into this a little bit because... I think I can make an argument either way and maybe people don't see it the other way. Exactly. I, I feel like I definitely see it both ways, but mm-hmm. uh, the person that stipulated this, Brian Persky, he was saying that it's only black or white. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't, you can't have it both ways. And I guess I'm somebody that lives somewhat in the gray. So I voted. Yes. <laughs> you you do have a right to complain about it. Mm-hmm. Even if you do steal it once in a while. Mm-hmm. And how did you vote, Arturo? I voted yes also. Okay, we're on the yes side. Now, are we on the yes side just because we allegedly steal the fight sometimes? But <laughs> is, that, is that why we think we voted this way? Just uh, to like... Well, so here's the thing. It's, I just want your, your, your viewpoint to be consistent. So if Brian doesn't go to any baseball games and just watches baseball on TV and then gets mad when his team spends money on a particular player... Does he have a right to gripe still then? I guess. But that's a little bit different, no? Because that's So here's just the thing, right? Because you're like, oh, your MLB team is choosing to deal get- with like NBC or something. And I watch NBC and yeah, but UFC is on ESPN. I have ESPN. I watch that. So do I now have, can I now gripe about that? If I don't buy pay-per-views, but I have ESPN Plus, can I gripe about that? That's what I said. Because I feel like I am giving money. I, think. I, only, I only bought ESPN Plus for the UFC. And mm-hmm. so I feel like, oh, okay. And then the idea is this goes bigger. This is like a big capitalist thing then. It's like what you put your money towards, is that the only thing you're allowed to complain about? Right. So, and if you do put your money towards it, aren't you supporting it anyway? So then why would you even complain? So like if I'm right. buying sneakers and i'm complaining that the sneakers are made by women in sweatshops is the only right i have of them working in sweatshops if i actually buy the nikes well that's kind of more like exploitation i get your point but that's almost like that's reverse because it's exploitation buying it we're like here buying it is getting more money into the business you're right you know yeah well (laughs) but it's more about like the right to complain is what i was discussing is it like you have to pay to play, like play being complaining, like you have to I mean, pay. I, into you couldn't even make the argument that's the same thing because it's like, yeah, the fighters are being exploited, you know, like exactly a little. So it's like, like, yo, I'm not paying because the fighters don't earn enough money. I mean, I don't think anyone's really doing that, but you could stand behind that fence, you know. A couple of people in the private messages wanted to clarify why they said yes, they're allowed to complain. And they're right. like, yeah, because I feel like Dana's shitty. And so one of the numbers also that like, I was using for defenses in the UFC out of the revenue for pay-per-view 
it's 20% goes to the fighters and 80% goes to the UFC. It's less and now. It, really. In, in every other major sport, by the way, it's basically 50-50. NBA, NFL, uh, hockey, baseball. And these are sports where the players are making tens of millions of dollars. If you're the best football player, you're making 35 million. Best baseball player, making 35 million. Basketball player, even more, 40 million. Yeah, but you're going to argue that those sports bringing more money also. I think because they have better talent. And I feel like if we paid fighters more money, you'd get more talented athletes coming in and doing amazing shit. Well, now you have the chicken or the egg argument. Yeah, that's what I think this is. That's why I think it is an argument and we have a right to complain. Yeah, like our, our, you know, our MLB athletes so refined because the pay is high. At this point, yes, you can say that like the pay is high because they became really refined athletes. You know what I mean? Like the cause and effect is not so clear in terms of the pay lowering the athletes or the athletes coming in and basically demanding the pay. See, I think with baseball, it's now it's changing. It happens with generations. Mm-hmm. And we know with genetics, if you're an athlete, there's a good chance your brother would also be a great athlete and your son can also be a great athlete. And you see these legacies happening more and more in sports now, yep. you know, where before it was just like the Griffies and the Bonzes. But now, like, you're seeing a lot of people like it's not just genetics, though. Like, no, no, it's not. It's not just genetics. Yeah. If you're a pro you're probably going to get the best coaching for your kids. You're probably like the best management for your kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're already getting a head start from birth. Not genetically. Yeah. And you're seeing football players telling their kids go play baseball because the money's good and they're not hurting their bodies as much. And they're like, they still want them to get that athletic feel out of them. But it's like, don't destroy yourself. Like, you know, like go play baseball, go do something. So, so are you proposing that fighter pay would have to be more than baseball in order to get no, no. type of athlete? I'm just saying okay. if you pay more, if you pay the athletes more money, there's going to be more athletes that are going to be like, hey, I could be good at this. And they're going to participate in it. And if you yes. increase the pool of athletes, eventually you're going to get some people that are stellar. Look at John Jones. He came out of nowhere. Yeah, but you that's know, a like, very long term type of approach. Yeah, but that's also sports, sports is long term. Uh, some. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe UFC is not thinking along those lines. I, I, I think, don't know. I think they should be. Think- I mean, look, UFC obviously did something right. They built the biggest. Well, I, I fight think the better argument the to world. make is they just they have the money to pay the fighters and don't. I think exactly. that's the bigger crime. It's not that like, oh, we should. Yeah, I just think it's like, ooh, you're sitting on a lot of money. Yeah, I think people are like killing themselves. And what they give out like a hundred thousand dollars in bonuses, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, and that that's not special. Like, every fighter that gets a KO should get a hundred grand. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's ally Quintus fair. Mm -hmm. I'm with that. Isn't it better to still watch the fighters because it helps build the sport up? So, like, if you don't pay to watch the UFC. And you're like, all right, I'm not going to watch because I can't afford it. Because the UFC would then be the most expensive sport right. to watch by far. You can't spend $70 a month. You know, like the average American, yeah. it's like it adds up. It's like half a G. You know, you're just spending partially. That's not even. Well, then I think Brian would say you can't gripe about it. Then. Yeah. But then he's well, doing less for this. Yeah. OK, so here's another thing is where do you draw that line? Do you have to buy every pay-per-view then? One, 
two? Like, where are we going to arbitrarily draw that line of like, oh, now you have a legitimate gripe, you know? Yeah, I would say like, <laughs> like I wait for the ones I like and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy like a couple of these and I feel like I support and I have ESPN Plus and then the other ones I'm like, it's not worth buying necessarily. I would allegedly agree with you. Yeah, right? And then, like, because I feel like it's not worth it. But by us talking about it and watching it, like, the way a lot of fighters used to make most of their money was by having ads on their shorts, you know, and promotions. Yeah. And now they're not allowed to do that. And that money was made by people like us just watching it. And now Reebok gives them, like, something like $2,000, like a flat venom fee. Now. Like, it's Venom. Mm-hmm. But still, like, it's so, it's like nothing. It's like 5% of what they could have been making. And this is even like small fighters like Chris Moutinho. Like, he, that card with Conor McGregor, like, your promotion on your ads yeah. for even like the lower level fighters, level fighters would have been massive. But the UFC eliminated that. So the UFC is not yeah, trying so the UFC, to pay their fighters a lot. The UFC made the argument early on where it's like, oh, yeah, the top guys can probably get really big sponsors. We're going to have sponsors through the ranks. So, you know, the number 10 guy who may not be able to get like those big paid sponsors is still going to get paid more money, which not only were they wrong about, but they stopped the rankings at 15. So anything lower than that, they made it seem like, oh, every fighter is going to have a rank. And based on that rank, we'll get some money. You're like, you're telling me so like, the theoretically 16th ranked guy is making nothing now, but the 15th ranked guy makes, it's a very weird, they stop it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like a guy like Motino, even though he would have came in with a very, you know, let's say they ranked him, I don't know, 30. It still would have been like, you know, a good ratio of fairness in that instance. Or right now it's like, okay, there's some fairness to the top 15, but then below that there's nothing. It's just exactly. a weird concept to me. And it's a way of like you get strong armed because, yeah, if you're like 17, the UFC's like, yo, take this fight, you know, and we'll give you like maybe chance of 15. Now, I understand, too. It's a fucking job. So you have to do stuff and not everybody likes their job. And like, that's life. But the thing about athletics is we want it to be as fair as possible. We want to see the best athletes, right? Like our goal isn't necessarily like to build the best computer chip and you have to be in the office. It's like who's the best athletically. And if you have some fighters that are working like two, three jobs and still trying to fight and they make it to the UFC, that's insane. Like if you're at a lower level promotion, I get it. You're working your way up. You're not that good. But if the UFC is trying to say, no, we're a legitimate sport and we are the preeminent sport and we believe we're going to be the biggest sport in the world, which I also believe eventually, then like you can't have your fighters like moonlighting as like, pizza delivery guys you know like you, i mean dana white ha- said this is not a career this is an opportunity the lower level organization should be opportunities once you make it to the ufc like nothing's guaranteed but like you get a minimum ufc contract like it it needs to be somewhat like the other sports especially for these people that are like gonna get cte and broken bones and like snap stuff like it's not necessarily the same as like playing baseball like mm-hmm. and this is where like having a union would benefit you know, like everybody and they would still benefit the people at top because the people at top and all these other sports make way more money. So, like, I don't understand why they aren't bonding like and organizing a little bit much. But I think today is also interesting today, like the Danaher death squad broke up mm-hmm. and John Danaher mentioned 
that it was like partially like, hey, everybody kind of wants to do their own thing to make money. And I get it. But I think together you can make more money if you are strong and like understand that you each uplift all each other. Like, cause every other sport makes way more money. Yeah. But these guys don't want to live in the same spot, do all these different, you know what I mean? Like I get it. Oh, I, I get that. I'm just using oh, it okay. as an example of like Got people it. separating and breaking up because of differences of opinion. Like, Got it. I mean, speaking of difference of opinion, did you see Stipe's uh, tweet? Uh, yes. One championship tweeted, who should Chatri sign to one championship? Nominate yourself or a fighter you know via the link in our bio at one go. championship. And Steve Stipe Miocic basically did the emoji where the guy's like grabbing his chin and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And this is like part of the reason why I feel he like I do have a right. To- with a reason as well. What was the reason? He wrote something along the lines of how do I still not have a title shot? for the heavyweight championship like that was like he like legitimately put up his gripe he's like how am i still not getting a rematch yeah and how are you one of the biggest because also right now the sport is built more on personalities than the athlete and i get it we love the athletes but i'm just going to relate it to other sports again like it can still be both you know like damian lillard is a personality in the nba kevin durant is a personality in the nba and you would never not pay them enough where they would be like, I'm leaving the NBA. I'm going to go to France. Like you got to mm. keep like your best athletes on your organization. And Stipe is clearly well, one of the best athletes in their organization. Yes. You know, like those guys have a union that's basically doing it for them. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's just nobody's going to leave the top organizations in any of the sports as long as they're at the top of their game. And that's why we consider them amazing. And so like I, the UFC for the long run, if they want to be like the world dominant organization when it comes to fighting, why nickel and dime some of your best athletes now? So they can make more profit right now. I know, but it's going to hurt them because if Steve A goes to one, you're just going to have a lot more fighters. They're going to be like, fuck it, I'm going to leave. Yes. So let's, let's posture about healthy solutions to this, right? So you can argue like, ah, if they got a union, that could help. You could argue that if fighters left the organization and started going to one or Bellator, which some do, that that would also help. Would you be able to brainstorm any other ways in which things might change? Do you think like like if if, uh, Dana was fired, let's say, let's say there's some huge scandal, Dana's fired, has to be replaced. Do you think things change like just Dana? No, I have a love hate relationship with Dana because Dana built the UFC. Like, you know, like, yes, the fighters did it, but Dana was the one that, like, did everything. I agree with you, too. I feel the same way, but a lot of people will still say he's the reason why fighter pay is the way. Maybe. I'm just talking on this one issue. I'm not saying, like, oh, is that good for the UFC? But I'm like, okay, will fighter pay change? I think they need to come up with a better deal, and they need to do something via, like, yeah, ESPN Plus, like, where it's, like, $10 a month or $6 a month. Just do $25 a month, and... The fighters get something like $10 of that. And the UFC gets something like $15. And it's just subscribers, you know? And then it just mm. adds up. And then you want to add promotion and do stuff. And then you organize and you... It would have to be more than that. You play the game. I mean, look, it's right now it's not 50-50. The, like right. baseball, basketball, hockey, everything's pretty much 50-50. Yeah. All right, in the UFC, make it 
40, 60. Like, cause yeah, it is a new sport. It is growing. Oh, I'm just saying, I don't think they generate as much money as the system they have now. I, if they I did think they would generate like, way more money. I think they would generate a superior amount of money. And I've I mean, don't you think they're so doing like that forms. cost benefit analysis now? I don't know if they are. And that's the thing yeah. that's pissing me off because they've done some stuff that's just like stupid where you're like, wait up. And they're brilliant too. Every organization is brilliant. Facebook's brilliant. Twitter, like, but they also have people in their leadership that are also stupid and do stupid things once in a while. Like there's no organization that is idiot proof. And I think some of the people that are living and that are part of like the UFC, maybe they've been in the organization for like 10, 15 years. Like it's just like this fight pay-per-view mentality, but 60 years ago, like who's the most famous fighter ever in the world? I believe it's Muhammad Ali. And I believe that's because that was at a time where every Muhammad Ali fight was on Channel 7. It was like everybody could watch it and he became a huge mega person. It transcended the world. Yeah, put the fights where everybody could watch it and it'll be bigger than football, you know? And I think people would put the money in where it doesn't even need to be free. Like, yeah, people pay for cable a lot. Like, the reason cable became so big is because of ESPN and people wanting to watch sports. Yeah, but ESPN ratings are dying. Cable's dying. Because of Netflix and other streaming services. So this is the next generation. So I feel like get a subscription model. Just have the UFC channel. Everybody will pay if it's fair, like $25. Like, they don't have to worry about Mm. finding websites. So a similar... Make way more money. A similar um, program was uh, WWE followed the same uh, money-making capacity that uh, UFC did. They had mm-hmm. like a TV deal. They'd have like a once-a-week thing when they had pay-per-views. And of course, their gates. And WWE eventually, after getting deals, had their own WWE network where instead of you know spending whatever it would be, like 50 bucks a pay-per-view, whatever it is, just went to $10 a month. So it's very much like what you subscribe to. And WWE has no unions or anything like that for its um, wrestlers. And now I think they moved to, what is it called? Peacock, where I think it's now $5 a month. And they made way more money in the streaming era than they did in the old pay-per-view era. Mm-hmm. So there, there is definitely like, okay, yeah, they can definitely decrease the amount of money for a streaming service per month. I wonder what that amount is, but they're still getting like mega deals from ESPN. Like I wonder when the ESPN deal is up, if things will change for the better. I think it will. And I think they don't not regret it, but I feel like ESPN is getting, I think it's like a fair deal. ESPN, let me look up the exact number. So here's the thing. If you're a sporting event, you have to be on like a major network to get seen. Like imagine being a sport where you're only on a particular streaming service. Do you know what I mean? Like there would be no other sport like that. Like would that get as many eyes? Would your sport grow as much? I just think it's all the same. So like NFL ESPN is gives moving, exposure. But and NFL is moving partially to Amazon Prime, you know, like and true. And mo- they also most, like mostly NFL network. And most sports now are like NBA. Like I don't even think the finals were on Channel 7. I think they were all on like TNT or ESPN. And so to me, cable is streaming. You pay extra. As long as it's not two, mm. four, five, six, seven, you know what I mean? Like it's extra pay. Yeah, they've, so they've all moved to, we're that used to way. extra pay. Yeah. But in this instance, like if UFC wasn't on ESPN, they'd be on no channel. It would literally just be like its own particular streaming service. Like even WWE is on a channel. Even baseball's on a channel. 
Not all the games, not all the premium games, obviously, but you're going to find it. Even NFL, you know what I mean? So the e- yeah, but I think ESPN is ubiquitous enough. America, at least, by the way, America is the only place most of the time that's paying for pay-per-views. Mexico, Canada, like Europe, like people are watching yes. these for free, right. which is another reason I feel like or I lower. have a right to complain. Right. So, so the deal with ESPN was $150 million for five years. So $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. If you had 100,000 people spending $15 a month, $20 a month, 100,000 people spending $20 a month for uh, each fight, that'd be $2 million a year, $2 million a month, $24 million a year. They'd be making pretty much the same amount of money. I guarantee 100,000 people would be paying $20 a month. Yeah, that you point. might even be able to argue that 30 bucks a month might even do it. Yes, easy. That means they would be making more money than the ESPN deal. Right. And this is what I don't understand. Like, yeah, they're getting the ESPN promotion, but people don't even like ESPN as much anymore. They're always like talking about, like they're not even but talking so, about sports. So the long-term thing is, is as many eyeballs seeing it. Because if it's on ESPN, more eyeballs will see it. But if it's only on this select streaming service, maybe you only stick to those 100,000 fans. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I don't I know. Get, it, I get tough. what you're saying, but then you do other deals with other cable companies. They're going to pay. People want content and you have some of the best content. So you're in charge. You're the fucking UFC. Hopefully. I, I don't know how many people are banging on their doors. I mean, they accepted the ESPN deal. I'm sure there was, that was the best deal they got. They they signed a deal with William Morris Endeavor. So they are now part of the largest entertainment agency in the world. You know, like they have the ability to open doors to anything they want. If they want to have their own streamings. Right now, a big fight will easily get a million buys where they're paying $70. If you tell somebody, look, it's $30, $25 a month. So basically, there's going to be one massive card every three months at least. And so you're just paying that for an advance. And then every other card is basically free. Like people will end up saving a lot more money and you're going to get a lot more fans, way more. You could argue that's what they're doing at ESPN Plus. You pay 10 bucks a month, you get a few fights, but the big ones are big money. No, but you're still spending, yeah, a lot of money every month. Even the ones that aren't that big still cost $70, you know? And then, yeah, well, what if I don't spend on those? Because there are definitely. Brian will get mad at you. Yeah. There are more fight nights than there are pay-per-views. That's for sure. You can still see most of UFC without spending money on pay-per-view. Yeah, and that's fair too. Do you think that contributes to the problem of fighter pay? I don't. No, that has nothing to do with fighter okay. pay because you're still like trying to build a big organization and you're getting paid by ESPN Plus anyway. You have all well, this money. It goes back to the question. It's like, okay, so if you pay for ESPN Plus but don't buy the pay-per-views, then you get a chance to gripe. What if you don't pay for ESPN Plus or the pay-per-views and you only stream? Do you still get to gripe? Yeah, good question. I believe so. I believe everybody has a right to gripe about everything, you know, in some respect. And I get that it's also Is annoying. it validated? Yes, because it's a sport that you're watching. And I think with sports, you could say like, hey, look at the other sports and how they're doing it. Why wouldn't you do it the same? I don't buy Nikes and I feel like I should still be allowed to gripe about how Nike makes their shoes do better. Yeah, you, you, I, I think you, so you too. You fucking human. I'm you know? with you. And, and so I just feel like you should be allowed to gripe. I feel like the UFC has the potential to be the largest sports like organization in the world. I think it could be like FIFA. I really think they, they could have like UFC athletes in every country. In- this isn't I- like football where the rules are confusing. It's like, can you fucking fuck people up?
And there's somebody in every country in the world that thinks like, yo, I can fuck somebody up. And the UFC could be the biggest that way and just motivate them a little bit more with a little bit more fair pay and you'll be bigger. The whole world will watch you, I think. So we talked about this in a previous episode about having potentially like MMA be in the Olympics or something. And that would probably grow the sport even more. But there's no profit in the Olympics, really. Like MMA fighters wouldn't get paid crap for that. So it's like, is the Olympics any solution for MMA? No, the Olympics okay. is just extra for pride. And okay. like my old coach, Sambo Steve, like we interviewed him. We had a conversation online about it and he was kind of like, thank God it's not in the Olympics because the Olympics neuters everything. So this is uh, also I, just I like, agree. if it could be done in the pure way, like, like fucking blood sport, you know, and we just have fighters from every country and like, you know, it has to be done like a tournament and the rules are as good as they can be like UFC, whatever. That would be like amazing. And that would grow the sport. People watched boxing all over the world because they get it. Oh, punch the other fucking guy till they can't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's why it's the biggest sport. And Muhammad Ali was the biggest athlete in the world. And right now, yeah, Conor McGregor like transcended sports a little bit like that. But he had to be a dick about it you know and i just feel like we could have a lot more great people and a lot more other people participating in the sport that'll be long lasting if we just paid them a little bit more money and so i think yeah if you want to see something good out of something you're allowed to gripe it as long as you participate i I don't think it needs money i'll agree with you on that on a side note i think a way to lure in more money and more spectacle and more growth for the sport and a little bit paying homage to like the old days would be once a year. So one, I think there should be weight classes every 10 pounds, right? Just all the way up from, you know, flyweight all the way up to heavyweight every 10 pounds. All right. That includes like 205, 215, 225 even, you know what I mean? Then, okay, you get a higher. Of course, you'll have a 175 and 165, like those change. And every organization should have that, I think. But I do think once a year, there should be an open weight tournament. That would be and the greatest thing. I would love tournaments so as, again. Yeah. So as a viewer, you want to see it. Now, as a fighter, do you want to do it? And the answer is yes, because it'll draw the most fans. It'll draw the most money. And so it'll also pay the most. You should also be paid for three fights. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it should happen had- in one night. Because oh. I don't think you could do that anymore. You have athletic <laughs> that do, you know, 30 day suspensions, especially in terms of like getting beat up or whatever it is. But much like PFL and Bellator, they can host a tournament over a three month time span that would still be very much worth watching. And so instead of having Conor McGregor compete at lightweight where he has one win ever, just for the sake of like, oh, two times, you know, even even like John Jones, like going up to heavyweight now taking a year to make the move up to heavyweight. We don't have to do any of that. People could just compete at whatever weight they see at healthier for the fighter. There's no weight cut and they can see can John Jones beat Francis Nagano? You know, they can see all of those dream matchups within this tournament, not risking their health on a weight cut getting a big payday i think it would solve a lot of issues and the who wouldn't love that as a fan i would love to and then you Um, then you then you have a true pound for pound ranking don't you right i I don't know like not maybe not pound for pound but like you have this idea of like oh who is the best fighter in the world is it going to be the heavyweight champ maybe not yeah i mean i think all those things would help 
the sport just make it more exciting. I think European soccer is a little bit like that. You know, you have individual leagues where you participate. And then every two years you have like the Euro League, you know, and that's yeah. like all the European countries. And it's just like exciting to like switch it up once in a while. It's like, like that's what I do like about the Olympics, you know, like, all right, who's going to win the soccer Olympics? Who's gonna like the World Cup? And right now the biggest sporting event in the world is the World Cup. It dominates the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, the Super Bowl, I believe, is like 100 million viewers. And the World Cup is like a billion viewers. Yeah. And if I could buy stock in the UFC, like I really, I really believe it has the potential to be that big. Yeah. I mean, imagine 15 years ago, like Fedor See, versus I, I, Randy I Couture. I with you there. I don't think UFC has that type of potential or MMA has that type of potential to be that big. Why not? Because I think more people today are pacifist and look at, a lot of forms of fighting is too brutal. I mean, even boxing ratings have gone down and you could say like, oh yeah, the athletes aren't as entertaining and boxing got really corrupt or whatever it is. But I think more people today, more than any time in the past, don't like seeing violence, don't like seeing that type of brutality. Yes, but I believe people become numb to things. And once they realize like, oh yeah, these are skillful artists too like martial artists and they, they might still have that idea and still be kind of like oh no i i i don't want to watch that i mean people feel that way about football but people still watch correct football. that's true correct but I again think... football's not world cup big no it's not maybe you can say that's part of it i mean I th- you know i, I would I, argue I, there's a lot more to it football yeah. rules are kind of complicated exactly the field is weird the ball is weird that's the, the biggest equipment thing. you need yeah there's a lot of deterrence you don't see their worldwide. faces. So yeah. You don't know I mean, the most are, broke neighborhood in the world can still have a peach pit and play soccer, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. So I get that. And fighting has that too, because like, okay, you don't really need anything else. Yeah, exactly. Right? Sure. But that brutality is the main deterrent. And I think people try to think, you know, it's like this whole premise of like, violence is the opposite of humanity. People have that view. And I think that's like its biggest hindrance. Yeah, I still think there's enough people and there's enough people where yes, I, it could get look, that big. I think it could be one of the biggest sports. I think it could definitely be a huge sport, bigger than it is now for sure. I just don't think it has like worldly or even close to World Cup type level. I think it could easily surpass. I hope second, you're right. That would be the cool. The second biggest sport in the world easily. Yeah, maybe not cool. World Cup, but I think... I honestly think like, yeah, if you have like Francis and gone, like that is like a lot of people in the world are going to watch that. And I brought up like, yeah, in the past, like Randy Couture versus Fedor, like at their primes would have been the greatest fight ever. And it would have been so like U.S. versus Russia. And people still talk about how the U.S. hockey team defeated the Russian hockey team. Yep. And hockey is the fourth biggest sport in America but it still might be considered the greatest sporting moment in American history because a yeah. bunch of amateur Americans defeated like the professional Soviet. And so it just, the story wrote itself and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Randy Couture, former sergeant in the U.S. Army versus Fedor, like the greatest fighter ever who has the mentality of Drago. You put that out there, you're going to bring 20 million new fans to the sport. You know, like, I don't care how much money yep. you invest in it. And you put that in enough channels, people are gonna be like, I have to fucking watch this or hear about this. It's going to, sp- and you'll have like one of the biggest sports in the world. Even if it's for that one 
Five. Some of those people will last and some of those people will start training. How many people have we interviewed on this podcast so far? And we're like, oh, so what made you start training? And they go, oh, UFC one or mm-hmm. blood sport. Those are the two things, blood sport or UFC one. And mm-hmm. so it's like, just start doing that yourself. Yeah. You got to bring some of that essence back. And I feel like pay-per-view is limiting it. It's definitely good for your pocketbooks, but I think in the long run, it hurts how big you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's, I think there's more than one way to solve this puzzle for growing the sport, increasing fighter pay, and not necessarily taking too much out of the UFC's pocket. I think if you do subscriptions type packages and make the, some of the fights more affordable, you're going to have way more buys and it's going to even out. And you're going to have more people that are participating in the sport. You're going to have more athletes that join the sport and Maybe. then you're going to have a better product and then you're going to have an even bigger sport. So more here's money the thing. UFC in. thinks that, I'm assuming the UFC thinks this, that even if they lowered the price, people won't buy because ultimately in the end, they can still get it for free by pirating. So they attack pirating. They attack all those websites that stream it illegally. The reason that's wrong is because after Netflix came out, a lot of the torrent sites decreased their membership. Like they were getting a lot less hits because people were like, oh, I'm just going to spend $9 on Netflix. I don't need to give my computer cancer. Yep. It just became easier. And so they were like, all right, now I'll do the legal thing. The only reason they did the illegal thing is because they couldn't afford the legal thing. Agreed. And so if you could make it a little bit more affordable, more people will do the legal thing. Yeah. It's just I mean, I think that's sense. why people pay for ESPN Plus as it is now, because they're like, ah, instead of streaming the fights, like trying to find a link for the stream on fight night, like 10 bucks a month is very reasonable to do that. Yeah. I would agree with you there. I just wanted to make that argument because I know people will make that argument. I, and I get it. They have a right to complain, but I feel like I contribute enough, you know? What if your complaint is like, I mean, this entire Instagram account is like casual MMA police. People really? gripe and they obviously don't know anything really about the UFC or those fighters and they gripe and they're made to look like fools. So like we, we all play this gatekeeper in some way, somewhere. For everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've talked about in the podcast. I love fighters that are gatekeepers because they're the ones that determine uh-huh. who's great and who's not, you know? So it's like certain levels. Like, all right, get to that level. Yeah. Like gatekeep a little bit. <laughs> Ryan's gatekeeping for the UFC right now. <laughs> I mean, the, see what I respect about Brian though is he does believe in it and he's yeah. like, this supports the fighters and I'm going to support the fighters by doing this. I think he's also doing it to show me he's better than me. <laughs> like he's like, you know, like I'm like I think Brian loves to play the antagonist and stuff and he does a great job at it too. But he was right. And the problem with Brian is Brian like when I was like, "All right, I'm going to put this poll up." He was like, "All your friends are liberal pussies." And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you." And I was like, this, I was like this the people that like this pod are very different. Again, gatekeeping, you're like, oh, those people's opinions don't matter. Exactly. And then so now he won. He was on the right side. Like more people support his argument. And he's like, oh, good. Like, thankfully, they're smart. Like, (laughs) yo, no. What if they are? What if they are liberal pussies and they just actually believe you? Like, no, you have to participate and get involved. (laughs) You know, like like you got to vote. But regardless, I'm going to do what I got to do. So 
All right, um, I, think, I think we made fair arguments on this question. All right, so we posted that quote too. You want to read that quote? Talk about how people thought about that quote. Yes, yeah, somebody posted a quote. Someone said, you cannot call yourself peaceful unless you are capable of fighting. If you are not capable of fighting, you are not peaceful, you're harmless. Mm-hmm. Who said that and quote? Who, what's the original? I don't know who said it originally. Somebody posted okay. it. So I thought okay. regardless... Just for that content, I'm curious. How did you vote? The vote was drastic. It was 68 to 8. 68 people said yes. If you don't know how to fight, you cannot be considered peaceful, and you're basically a harmless little bitch. Is the way I took it. Is the way I took their like impression. Okay. And the people that said no was only eight, and I was one of those people. Right, I which like, I found interesting. Which I was, I was like, because to me, this is a little bit more like ultra gatekeeping because what if you're not somebody that likes physical violence, but. Ah, it didn't say like, it said capable. Capable, the capacity, okay, yeah. The capacity to cause harm is different than like causing. So I think we live in a world though where you can cause harm in multiple ways. So like I thought of people like lawyers, you know, like lawyers can cause a lot of harm. They could fucking ruin your life. Like I, the quote is not the, the quote is not referencing physical harm. It's just saying harm. Yeah, but this goes to one of our questions about fight, and it was posted by a fighter. So like they're saying like if you can't fight, you can't you cannot call yourself peaceful unless you are capable of fighting. If you are not capable of fighting, you are not peaceful. You're harmless. Yeah. So it gets tricky because you're putting a peace. You're putting like a physical violence context to it. And that's not necessarily the case. So they're saying all types of fighting. So even debating is fighting. Oh, that's another argument to make. That's what I thought you're saying right now. It's not a bit of fighting. It's about harm, right? Harm can come in many ways. If you can't harm someone else, then you also are not peaceful. That's how I look at that quote. Yeah, but I could harm you. Like, I could sue you. Like, I could, like... Right, and because you have you. that like, capacity... Like, I could do, like, psychological... Yeah. And because you have that capacity, you can be peaceful. Oh, okay, so it doesn't have to be... Imagine someone who, I don't know, was six inches tall. Yeah, I was also thinking about no handicapped people and stuff. Made like... no money, had no power. Are they peaceful? No, they're harmless. Right? An ant, not peaceful... It's harmless. Yeah. Right? That's how I look at like animals that can inflict harm. You look at an animal that can inflict harm, and when it's quiet, you're like, oh, it's peaceful. But when it's not, like, oh, okay, yeah, it can cause harm. But there's some animals that can't cause harm, and you're like, oh, they're just, they're not, they're not peaceful. They're just fucking weak. That's how I look at that quote. <laughs> and that's why I think people voted yes. I feel like people voted yes because they didn't want to be... I think bitch. the people that voted, yeah, the people that voted no were people that I know weren't fighter fighters, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, I just felt like I didn't want them to feel like they were harmless because I don't think those people are harmless per se, even though right, they're, that's not, a they're, they're though. not fighters. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You don't have to be capable of causing physical harm to be peaceful. I, I agree. Think that's what they're, I think that's what they're saying. Though. Some people might be saying that. I'm not saying. Okay. I think the majority of people that did vote, I feel like that's what they're saying. Maybe. I think now we need a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong either. I, I would say you're probably right, but that's how I'm voting on this. And that's the my reason. It reminds me of an Onion article that was like amazing. 
man has been faithful to his wife for 20 years because no one will cheat with him. Right? So like, he's like, so is he really faithful? You know what I mean? Like, is it just that nobody wants to fuck you? Like, or is it that like you're like so honorable? That's kind of the way I took this quote a little bit. Mm-hmm. Except I wanted it to be a little bit like, no, you could be, you're not harmless. You know? Right. You could also argue, oh, there's more ways of cheating than just physically cheating. Yeah. That guy's mentally cheating. Like, so it's like, yeah, is he good? Like, you know, like that he's been right. So for like, oh, years? he's still capable of cheating and therefore he's not like harmless. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's some merit there. So the way I'm saying is if he's capable of cheating, then you should. But he doesn't. Yeah. He should be rewarded. <laughs> respected you mean <laughs> i like that what do you do that's so good well, i don't cheat on you that's, that's <laughs> why I like even though i'm totally capable yo there's people not in that relationship that are doing the same thing I'm, I'm, I, I yeah i know i'm stealing like a patrice o'neill joke i just love the premise also i think oh, my girlfriend's funny. listening to me in the other room so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like oh that's not good enough maybe i should cheat then (laughs) (laughs) Uh, exactly that's the yeah i i I took the quote literally so far but i think i think that's what's interesting about some of these quotes too like how literally do we want to take it and i didn't want to add too much filler to the original quote i get it is it cheated is it wrong are you allowed to complain about the fights if you don't if you steal the pay-per-view i said i think illegally i wanted to make it as vicious as it sounded Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's part of the reason. But if we added the stipulation, oh, by the way, do you know it's 80-20 where every other sport is 50-50 in regards to revenue split? Right, 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 and, right. And oh, yeah, other countries get to Dude, watch it for I, I free think... and North America doesn't. And oh, yeah, you pay for ESPN+. Plus. Then I think it becomes a lot more like gray and it's not so black and white. I would make the argument that Anyone buying a paper, even streaming a pay-per-view knows that the fighter pay is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, I don't think there's that many people not in it. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. I think most people know that. And they're just doing whatever they need to do. Yeah. I definitely don't think it contributes to the problem. So I don't see why that would. I think that's the bigger argument to make, right? Like, because if you're, let's say, illegally streaming everything, you're not contributing to the problem because the money is still there. It's just not giving to the fighters. But they would It'd be say one thing more- if it's like, oh, they're not making enough money because no one's like paying for it. But that's not but it. Like they can make more money even with no one paying. They can, but they don't. But yeah. people would be saying if the other 500,000 people that are streaming it if they each paid more money, then the UFC would have more money, then the fighters would have more money. Yes, but the allocation would still be very unfair. Yes, but they're which, saying which, they would still get the more. the gripe would still be, oh, they should make more money. Yeah, so the gripe would still be the same. Mm-hmm. I agree, which allows like you should still be able to gripe them because then they're just going to push. Maybe, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like, Let's say the UFC made a trillion dollars in revenue, let's just say. And now fighters make a billion, which is like such a small amount of a trillion, right? But you're like, oh, shit, the fighters are making a billion. Shit, that's a lot of money. <laughs> would you have a gripe then? Like, would you be complaining? Probably yes. not. No, everybody would still complain. You did? I, I tell my students this all the time. I go, all right, 
if I gave you guys 10 bucks right now, if I gave every one of you guys 10 bucks right now, would any of you bitch about it? Like, would some of you complain? And everyone's like, no, absolutely not. And then I go, okay, what if I give just the attractive people a thousand dollars and I give everybody else 10 bucks? Would you complain? And then everyone's like, fuck yeah. Like, I, like you know, like some of the attractive people are like, no, I wouldn't complain. Like, some people are like, no, like, hey, I'm going to get the thousand. You know, like, yeah. they're that self assured. <laughs> and then there's a lot of people that are like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I'm like, but I'm giving you 10 bucks and you would have fucking had nothing. Why are you complaining? But it's like, there's such a difference between 10 and a thousand okay, where yeah. they're going to complain. Right. But again, you're talking small amounts. Like, what if you just told, like, propose the same question to those students? Hey, I'm going to give you all a million and only the prettiest get a billion. You probably don't have complaints. But I think uh, I w- they, it wouldn't have complaints then. But also that's because most people don't know math. <laughs> they, like, they don't realize yes. how much more a billion is. Right. And also a trillion compared to a billion. You know what I mean? Like it's even bigger. So now the world economy doesn't make sense at that point. It's like yeah. too much money. So like I don't, what I don't I'm think- saying is, is there is some line to draw at some point where UFC can make the same proportion of money and fighters still get paid well, even though it's 20%, actually it's 16% currently. Actually, what is, what is a, a billion of a trillion? It's 0.1%. <laughs> so that's what's even funnier is there probably wouldn't be any complaints then. So there probably is a threshold that we can cross. But right now it's based on like the ratio for sure. But there's definitely a threshold it costs where the ratio doesn't matter anymore because like oh okay everyone's good it's also just like the pr value there was a fight i forget the guy's name but jeremy stevens was supposed to fight some guy and jacar close jacar close okay and they went to the weigh-in and Mm -hmm. you know like you do the photo op and jeremy stevens shoved jacar close and at the weigh-ins, you're like depleted. You're dehydrated. You didn't eat for fucking two days. Like you mm-hmm. starve yourself. And he kind of got whiplash from Jeremy Stevens shoving the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's like, I can't fight the next day. Like he had like legit whiplash. He said like a concussion. Some mm-hmm. people called him a bitch. Dude, no one is training eight like their whole life to be a fighter and not fighting and making their money after they spent a ton of money to get there. And the UFC didn't even want to pay him his show fee. And they're like, do we even give him a win fee? Like, he got injured at the fucking way. And you really think he, like, so I mean, it just, it was such bad PR on the UFC. So it's like you're nickel and diming. Like, that's no money to you, 50 grand. Pay him yeah, there, shit. there's a weird, yeah, that is weird. The UFC should pay that fighter, but it should also come out of, I think, Jeremy's purse. In that instance, so like you're either gonna make the, you're either gonna make the argument that the UFC should make sure that there's no contact between those individuals, otherwise the UFC is liable. The UFC is gonna make the argument of like, oh no, we can't do that. So if this person harms the other one, that's like a civil suit. That's like assault. So Drakkar Close can basically sue Jeremy in that regard. Yeah, you're also missing one other side of the story. Jeremy Stevens, who's like. You fucking love when drama is created and you fucking used Conor McGregor throwing that dolly into the window after you're like, that's disgusting. 
you used it in your pay-per-view advertising to sell the fight, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, you want me to show personality. I pushed him sometimes like, you know, create some drama. Yeah. That's his part. And then you have to be like, but not like that. Right. Yeah. But that's exactly what you want. It just so happened. So pay the man just his money. Be like, all right, whatever. Happen, take care of it. I mean, it's the reason why they do allow them to get like face to face. It's that there is potential. There's a state like there's more to it. Yeah. Otherwise, they just wouldn't do any face to face. Like, why do you need to have these guys go face to face the day before? Exactly. They're going to be face to face the fight. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's to create hype. Right. But it can't go too far. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And then when it does. Oh, that's not me. Like, well, you put them in this situation. Yeah, it is. And weird... it's not like it happens all the time. So just pay the guy his thing. Like he worked hard. He's like an employee. Like he fucked up. But no, the first guy got hurt actually didn't even fuck up at all. It was Jeremy Stevens. But I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. hey, do what you need to do. So what I think we're allowed they, to have um, gripes. What if they put like a glass plate between the fighters at face off? so annoying. And like, people wouldn't like it, right? They'd be like, oh, it's not a face off. They're like shielded. Right. Everyone likes the face off because like there is potential of like some type of clashing. There you go. Yeah. It's all about the I, I think I think hypocrisy should be called out. I don't think. Yeah, it's a real I shame think, for, for Carr. Yeah. Right. Hopefully he comes back. Yeah. Dracar has actually been. I think he like he tweeted about Jeremy several times after Jeremy just got tapped out. <laughs> He's like, oh, is this the primal Jeremy? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Twitter scum. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.